Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, CompC.com, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huxton Scott Auctions, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops. This is the Hobby Content Creator Dinner segment base versus parallel rookie cards. We got off on uh, whether there were too many parallels, but Victor's original question was, should the parallels really be, uh, they're not traditional rookie cards, but they're considered rookie cards, and he's questioning that. Victor's the rookie card specialist. Victor, you, you're sentimentally in favor of base rookie cards because yes. of the history, yet there's a tension in the air now with so many alternatives that are slightly different. I'm trying to explain it. This is the same as that almost exactly, but it's 10 times as rare and 10 times as valuable. <laughs> If, if you look at how the parallel has evolved. Parallels, in, plural. Parallels, <laughs> correct. In 1991, it was much simpler. Bronze, silver, gold. But I recall there was some debate back then whether parallels are considered rookie cards. For a moment there, the hobby had decided that no, parallels cannot be considered true rookie cards. It's evolved. Parallels are more prevalent and what we have today is a repeat of what we've seen in the past. We have a good concept, but then we overdo it. What happens then, it becomes devalued. My concern is the amount of parallels today. I did a little research on 2018 PRISM and we had over 40-something parallels of Luka Doncic. This fancy card is all the rage, and it's a beautiful card. But now you got a base, and it's, eh. What's your solution, though, Victor? I have my ideas, but I, that's why I, I brought it here, because I'd love to know. Not everybody thinks it's a problem. Okay. It's over 130 different parallels in select football this year. It's become a problem. <laughs> Over 130 different parallels of the same cards. And that's just one product. In select football. You gotta remember, there's more collectors in there too. They gotta make more product. If we keep thinking five years ago, there's more collectors now, and there's gonna be more and more coming. I like the parallels, especially when you get like a color match the blue. That's one reason I'm trying to explain it to other people. That's why I created the poster for Luca. So I have every parallel. I'm trying to explain this only comes out of the Target box. This only comes out of the Walmart <laughs> box. This only comes out of the Mega. And I'm actually breaking all down what packs they come in and how many are produced all of it so I can have it printed so I can show people this thing. I'm almost done with this. It's taking a lot more work than I thought I was going to. <laughs> but I like the idea of it. I do think there needs to be a balance in it. They've taken a, a really cool idea and went too far with the Select because I really like the Select. But now I'm in the same boat where you are on it. But I, I like the parallels. If Fanatic's business relationship involves the Player Association, do players not like it? Do players think it's bad that they've got a hundred different versions of their rookie card? I don't think they care. They don't care. I deal with them. I they they care enough to keep the one of one. Giannis keeps all of them. What are you talking about? Giannis keeps I mean, one of everything. We're not dumb, so of course they're going to keep what what they want. In 1991, I bought a hundred thousand Upper Deck Kevin Reimer rookies for two cents from Scoreboard. If that's what you want, that's where we're at without parallels. Because can you imagine the Prism print runs with no parallels? That Luca card would be worth instead of seven fifty in a PSA ten, it'd be worth about a hundred and a quarter, hundred and fifty. Mm -hmm. It'd be watered down to the point to where yes, there'd be more demand for the base rookie. There'd just be too many. Mm 
And, co- and consumers would be bored. How many boxes would you really open? You're like two boxes, and I've seen as a purist, I still love 1960 sets or 53 Bowman color. I've got one of every card, but that was like so 60 years ago. The amount of product being sold is too big. We've gone from five parallels to 35 parallels of metal football, but we had to because the collector experience was getting really old. With the production levels, we got up to making 2,000 cases of products with just six different parallels. Every box starts feeling the same. Once you open a case, you're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. We've just grown. We can either go back to the days of everything is so cookie cutter. It's a seven, 792 card set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're trading things in 1,000 count blocks or 100 count blocks. Or we can have it where we're trading one. It's just in a big block holder now. And I think we have to decide. It's a hard one. In my heart, I'm a purist. But I really don't want to have to buy 100,000. Kevin Reimer rookies at two cents again speculating. I'd rather just buy a $25 Bowman Chrome Auto or a blue refractor. From a collector's point of view, it turns me off. When I want to own a Luka Doncic, but unless I get a sweet parallel or an auto or something, it's like, eh, all right, then people also look at it as, oh, it's just an ink. I'm just happy I uh, ripped it and I have one, <laughs> but it's an ink. I get turned off by the fact that these base cards are devalued almost like it's ho-hum. Well, if you're a collector, there shouldn't even matter the value of it. My point is I get turned off a little bit from modern cards. And this is what pushes me more towards vintage and pre-war because I don't have to worry about that. I'm happy with owning a three or four, and they're scarce because you could look at the pop reports. There's not that many around. But with the modern cards, it's almost like you get poo-pooed if you own a base. I want to feel a little bit more pride towards owning some of these cards, but it's almost like the industry frowns on just simple base cards. Base cards are like the medium with which to deliver the parallels to the consumer. <laughs> Much like you need a burrito and you got the sauce on it, the burrito is just the medium to get the sauce to your mouth. Because that's really what it is. So market segmentation that some of us are going to have different discretionary spending amounts. And that spectrum is endless, really. And so the 130 plus parallels captures a wide variety of different market segments. Guys are just coming out of college, just trying to get a job. They have this amount of money. Holdings company owners have this amount of money and everybody in between, which is mostly the bell curve. You've got to capture the attention span of all those different segments. And I think that's where most of the parallels come in to, to, as a benefit. And you can still enjoy the base cards. Just say hey, it's a base, it's non refractor base card. Still a great card. Don't let everybody else's obsession with that in fact, <laughs> and, impact your own appreciation for yeah. standard base cards. Because I'm, I'm a big fan of 80s junk wax. I buy, bought a bunch of Barry Bonds base cards today that were rookie year. And that's just a standard card. There's yeah. no parallel. The parallels didn't really take off until the 90s anyway. It's, so it's not diluted. The print runs from the 90s, that's diluted. <laughs> Today's print runs are not that big of a deal, really, compared to the 90s. I actually think it's cool to have the Luca hoops and actually have all of them in tens, all the bases, in a display on my desk, because I actually think it's cool to have all the base ones that are not parallel. My goal is to get all the bases in tens. I thought that was fun. How many times in the hobby have we seen too much of a good thing because... You'd say that with probably any trend that's happened, right? 2004, Diamond Kings, there's over 100 parallels. So you have so much variety and it turned a lot of people off with, okay, we get it. Like, we got to have, we have enough relic cards in the market now. But that was just 2004. Relic cards are still being made now. But that's just one trend. One of ones has the one of one lost luster. It's almost like we see one of ones in bargain bins now. And so it's take a trend, it, it peaks and it rolls out and asymptotically just goes so out. It is what it is right now. Yes. I think you're lamenting, is it going to get worse? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to get worse. There are a lot of people that want to have a Tom Brady rookie card. Mm-hmm. And it, they, they have to get something. So that I won't say you're safe, Victor. I'm a purist, too. The base rookie is an esteemed card. So the general consensus is that it's not a problem? 
No, it is what it is. It's a problem for some people. The market floats. You don't know in five years, it might be that people say, why am I paying 10 times as much for this parallel when almost exactly the same thing? They're both pretty common. Years ago, they threw flagship in the trash, and now they actually grade Tatis 410s. That card would have meant nothing. Tatis rookie year number 410, that card would have meant nothing four years ago. But today, people grade the card because there is an appreciation for that and tops update and base prism. And I think what Dr. Beckett's saying is taste and the way we view things, we look like three feet in front of us and that's all the vision we have. Mm -hmm. I don't blame us because there's so much going on, it's hard to really want to look past that. But when you use 10 of your vision, tastes and preferences are gonna change and your preferences, as he is saying, I think they are very safe because that base card's not gonna lose interest completely ever. Here's the other concept. Arm's length grading, eye appeal. Mm -hmm. This is an eye appeal, it's not artificial intelligence. That also applies to base card versus special treatment card. At this distance, maybe 18 inches, whatever, some of those differences you can't tell. Why are you gonna pay more for something you can't tell? In grading and in these parallels. If the parallel is too subtle, from prism silver to the base, unless you're reflected, it's not that much different to pay. I also wanna point out, and we have a card manufacturer here, if I remember correctly, you can make as many parallels as you want of a card as a card manufacturer because you're doing the same image. Therefore, you're also only paying for the photograph once instead of having to pay for, if you do 20 insert sets, you're buying 20 different to the photographer. photographer. That's true. That is a shortcut. And I think that's what probably Donners did in 2004. Their vision was why pay for 80 different photos? And it's more forms. Doing a PMS change on the color or changing the foil, that's 1500 bucks each time we change it. But to do running a whole other form, you're talking about a 25 or 50K expenditure every time we do a new 100 up. So that's a factor. The last thing I'd say on your thing, not to dis... This hobby lately, the growth in wax demand has been driven by the stories of a guy who opened a box and pulled a million dollar card or a hundred thousand dollar card. That never happens again when the parallels go away. And I would argue that the growth of our industry in the last five years, besides the increase in value of existing assets like vintage stuff, these stories draw people in by the droves. They really, people hear about these cards at auction and how this guy at a card show opened one box and he got an $80,000 card. There will never be another $80,000 card without paralleling to stupid degrees. And here's what I bring to the table, Brian, on that argument. And, and okay, parallels, I get it. They're necessary. They add value to the box. They add value to the collector. I get it. My proposal is on preserving the rookie card. How do we do that? I'm a big advocate for what ComC does. Mm. How about we change that RC symbol on the parallel to PRC, parallel rookie card. Okay. Year on the inserts, putting an ROI instead of RC. The collectors are not gonna want that. I don't want my blue deck not to have an RC or whoever. But it would be the exact same card, just with a different color on it. That's well, you, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's a star that's playing now. All of his bases were something. I actually have a lot of his different base cards in them. They're great looking designs. I don't have to have a parallel of it. The parallels are going to be certain people chasing. I don't think the bases are gone. I still like base, but I still like exciting parallels as well. You've had Prism and Select and Optic with 40, 50, 60, 100, and however many parallels. Okay, it's Panini going to school kids aisle, grabbing the Crayola box and saying, okay, we have 128 colors to work with. They're all blue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there's a difference. Uh, I'm not saying that we have to go back to 2002 Topps Chrome where there's only the refractor and the black to 50. I'm not saying we have to go to that, but it's a midpoint where you're not just creating colors to create a parallel. It's not going to happen. 
Also, please make the parallels very specific or name them on the back. <laughs> because no, light blue I wish we'd like to purple. Yeah, light blue versus blue is not descriptive enough. We, we talked about market inefficiencies. Yeah. Take those parallels and zig instead of zag, or zag instead of zig, and buy up base while base prism cards of guys are three dollars. When a graded card is eighty or a blue is one twenty, hoard up those cheap cards. We've seen zaggers have made a lot of money and gotten great prices on the cards they did buy if they weren't caring about selling it. They got great prices because they zagged when everybody zigged. Oh, that's absolutely true. It's proven to be the best strategy for investing is when people are selling your... This hobby is very follow the leader, very... um, (laughs) Irrationally. The iconic card chase in January and February and all these iconic Kobe cards and MJ cards, just these incredible week over week increases. I was hearing people on Twitter and everyone saying ultra modern cards are dead. No one's ever going to buy ultra modern again. Every, you know, these are all, and then those cards are, you know, down 60, 70%. Now what you hear is it's all low pop. Never buy a base card again. No one will ever buy a base card again. That's what everyone is saying. My opinion on it is if every card that everyone's buying is like a pop three type card, what you're really buying is cards that at one point in time were completely worthless. So only three people ever decided to grade it. So congratulations that you got a pop three card from 2012. Why is that pop three? Because that was a worthless insert in 2012 (laughs) that not a single person sent off to ever get graded. That's why that's a pop three card today. Not because there were only three ever printed. No, that was a common card. There was three ever graded. Congratulations, you got a low pop card. But that's the insanity that's taking place today. Somebody's paying $200 now to get that card graded. Correct. And then meanwhile, base is languishing. And so I I, I think, Brian, this is cyclical. I think base cards will probably have their moment in the sun. This might be the ultimate opportunity. Yeah, I think you buy base now because in four or five years when all the new Fanatics people come in, once they buy those new cards, and then what they do, they start going back and looking at Zion because they didn't have a Zion. They buy a Zion rookie. They go back and buy a Luca rookie. All these new people are going to start going back and purchasing these things, and it's going to bring all of them up again. And the man, trust me, this is a screaming. I'm very bullish on zagging right now. <laughs> the thought is always the best chance of buying a card and having a double is if the card is rarer and more expensive. And I'm saying, I think you could make a case that it could be the other way around. That dealers sell what they have. They can't hype what they don't have. And base cards, a $10 card can more easily double than a $10,000 card. That hasn't been the case here for a while. But we'll see.